0: Welcome to The City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go through the minds of people living in New York City. Being that I live in the city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's get ready to dive into these confessions with people I know and people that I've never met. Hi guys, welcome to the next episode of the City Confessions. I'm super excited today because I have Dina responding for She's the CEO of 3DPR Marketing, so welcome. Hi, thank you for having me, so excited. I know, I'm really excited. I feel like we've known each other for about like three years now.
1: Yeah, like three or four years. You were
0: like, in definitely like, one of the first, I guess, like agencies that started to work with influencers and started yes. to like do all these events. Mm-hmm. So let's start off by just having you introduce yourself. Tell us about
1: 3DPR and just how you guys started. Hi, everyone. So excited to be here with you today. Um, so I started 3D public relations and marketing seven and a half years ago. Wow. Okay. Yes. And we have offices in Los Angeles, New York, London, and we just opened in Miami in April. Wait, I didn't know this. this. I going to
0: congrats. You guys are really expanding. Yeah, we And for those who don't know, your team is actually pretty small. Like, you guys do a lot.
1: Yeah, we do. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We do it all. We do events. We do PR. We do marketing. We just launched a influencer agency, so now we're representing influencers. Wait, I didn't know this either. Yes.
0: We should yes, talk. 3D Connected.
1: <laughs> yeah. We just launched it. Oh,
0: wow. Amazing. Yes. So how did you, like, did you study PR? Like, how, how did you find a love for this industry?
1: Um, yeah. So I was fortunate enough to get an internship when I was, like, 15 years old at Fox Studios. Okay. And it was supposed to be for three months. But I ended up
0: staying there for six years. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. <laughs> I ended up doing, uh, finishing all of high school with them. and I did Wait, like, high school? That's crazy. I know. I know. People get their first like,
0: internship at like 18, or not even, like yeah, 21 sometimes.
1: I know. I just always knew I loved working with celebrities and I knew I wanted to do something with them. I just mm-hmm. didn't know to what capacity and what that right. would look like. And so I ended up staying at Fox for six years, and I got to work in casting, and I, did, um, I worked in a division of the company called um, Diversity Development. And they kind of make sure that there's diversity in all aspects of the entertainment mm-hmm. industry. And I worked for the senior vice president of that department. And at the time, I had said to her, I'm studying to be a publicist and at USC and all these amazing things, and I don't know if I want to stay in corporate or if I want to really go in and focus on PR. And mm-hmm. so she suggested that I get a PR internship my senior year of college and kind of test it out and see if I like it, but at the same time keeping this internship just in case. That's perfect. You know. the, the best balance. And um, I got that internship and I fell in love with PR. It, there was events were mm-hmm. so many different things that incorporated celebrities as well and so when I graduated I ended up choosing to go into PR and leaving Vox which was a hard decision at the time but it was the right decision and I started with a company called Distinctive Assets mm-hmm. and I was with them for about seven years and when I started 3d public relations distinctive assets ended up actually becoming one of our clients oh wow so today that's like perfect <laughs> yeah yeah so today my my old boss is now a client of ours
0: amazing yes so can you explain the
1: name 3D how'd you how'd you come up with it so the back end of it is my mom, brother, and I all start with D's. Oh,
0: okay. So my I have two sisters, and
1: we're all M's. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love that. So my dad, whenever he would like send flowers to the house, he would oh. write to my three D's, oh, and I okay. always just like connected to that. Um, but professionally, it stands for we strive to be distinct, diligent, and deliver results. Oh, okay. Because I was
0: like thinking like the actual term 3D, and I'm like that's pretty cool So Like I was wondering what the concept behind that was. But I love that you have a professional and personal connection. Yes. To the brand. So you're based in
1: New York. I'm by coastal. Oh, I'm you are. The okay. New York. Okay. And actually, um, a bit in London as
0: well. Oh wow! Look at you. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. So. Tell me, because obviously this podcast about- focuses more about New York. <laughs> yes. I want to just hear what your relationship is with the city and just like your experience. Like, how
1: do you see New York through your eyes? So, I was born and raised in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And when I, uh, eight years ago, I decided to move to New York. And at the time I went to my boss and I said... Let me launch your New York Mm -hmm. division. And he said he doesn't want to open a branch out here. And I really wanted to live in New York. I don't know what inspired it. I just woke up one morning and I said, I want to be in New York City. Have
0: you visited previously? Yes, I visited throughout the years. Mm -hmm. But it just... Something something just
1: sparked. And I said, I want to move to New York. And I went to him and I approached him. And he said, no, he doesn't want to do it. And so I decided that... I'm going to move to New York and start my own company. And I moved here not knowing a soul. Mm -hmm. And I literally had the hardest time finding an apartment. And you would think after, like, that experience (laughs) finding going through that process of finding an apartment, you would like run away and go back to your right. own, old town. But I, I decided I'm gonna stick through it and I'm gonna prove to everyone that I can make it out here because you know everybody back home was like, New York is so dangerous and it's so fast paced and you're not gonna like it and you know, they kind of stirred me to, to go another direction but I was gun hell that I'm gonna do it. And so when I got here and I finally found an apartment, I just I made it my home.
0: That's so amazing because I hear stories like this all the time where people have booked, like, a one-way ticket or they give themselves, like, a deadline, like, oh, 30 days, and if I don't find a job or whatever the case is, I'll move back. But every single time I hear that story, like, they, it all works out for them. Always. And I think, like, New York, because it's my home, I do think it attracts certain people and personalities. And, like, you know, they always say, you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. And that's
1: a true statement. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, New York City... The the people here are real and genuine. You know where you stand with them. There's no like filter mm-hmm. and there's no fluff right. to what they're saying. And I'm coming from LA so I, I know <laughs> that fluff. Um and you don't have that here right. which is so lovely and what a fresh breath there. Totally. Yes.
0: So obviously your team consists of amazing, um, Nicole and Jacqueline. Yes. How did you discover them?
1: <laughs> Actually, um, both were interns oh wait i didn't know nicole was an intern yes so nicole started um five years ago with us Mm -hmm. as an intern that's
0: crazy yes in our los angeles office she came in
1: as an intern and it was supposed to be like i think three months just like the summer Mm -hmm. and i fell in love with her Mm -hmm. and i was i was like you need to join our team Mm -hmm. this is a, you know a home for you yeah and has grown and she is now the director mm-hmm. of our company and she is now the head of influencer relations for 3d connected as well
0: oh amazing yes and then Jacqueline obviously started as an intern I knew she that started yeah. as an
1: intern yeah two years ago yeah. I want to say and here in our New York office mm-hmm. and again she was an intern for about maybe three or four months and then we we said You need to join the team.
0: Yeah. And I love just, like, the chemistry that you guys have. Like, I feel it as well when I'm here. And, like, you know, I work with a lot of other agencies. And you guys definitely have cultivated, like, this homey vibe. And even with the events that we go to, like, the influencers that you invite, obviously, you can invite everybody. But, I I mean, I don't know if you guys are selective, but I do think the people you work with... I don't know, we just have this great energy going on. And I know you and I are always about, like, vibes (laughs) and energy. So I spent the Hamptons with 3D last summer. And it was actually, I think I told you that it was um, a great experience for me personally because I was going through some, you know, personal things. And it was such a great weekend for me to, like, be in tune with how I was feeling, with just, like, my inner being. And that literally, that weekend sparked my... I guess, commitment to meditation, which I had thanked Aww, you for. Yes. No, yeah, it was life-changing. So, shout out to 3D. <laughs> um, okay, so tell me about what is your, like, the basic question is, like, what's your favorite part of New York City, and then what is one thing you wish you could change?
1: Okay, so my favorite part of New York City, I think, is um, I love where I live, the West Village, and oh, the bus. when I just come out of my home, I just feel... It's just like this perfect sensation of like you have the city around you, you have like a little neighborhood and everything is just at the tip of your fingertips. Whatever you need, whatever you want, you can just walk out and it's there for you. Mm -hmm. And I love the ability to walk everywhere and you get to connect with people and meet different people and you're meeting people from all over the world. You know this is one city that Anybody and everybody hopes to come to visit, mm-hmm. at the very yeah. least, you know? And you have all these different cultures and all these different types of people that are just at your fingertips and you get to meet them and really get to connect with them in a, in a personal way.
0: And what is one thing you wish you could
1: change? At Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> but you're never there, yeah. are you? I mean sometimes we have to go like, for meetings. Meetings and yeah. things like that and that chaotic yeah. busy hustle and bustle of it I just can't. Stand. I
0: think it's funny because a lot of people who don't live in the city, like when I tell people I live in New York, they think I live in Times Square. I and know. I'm like, uh never? I like know. I can never do that. I know.
1: But still it's like it, you it's you have to pass through it. Right. You know? I mean,
0: New York wouldn't be what it is if it was if we didn't have Times Square yes, for sure. So now that you're by Coastal, do you, I don't want to make you choose, but like, do you find yourself more, like, calling one place more than the other home? Yeah, I definitely do. You know, listen,
1: home, like, growing up, my family and all that is Los Angeles. Right. But my home and my future and my life is New York. Yeah, it's, this is the city. I mean, right. all of my closest friends live here. I've built a life for myself here. And yes, I'm bicoastal. In the very beginning of the company, I was on a plane every two weeks. Um, but today I I choose to spend you know sixty seventy percent of my time in New York, mm-hmm. and you know I go back to LA, um, you know once a month for like five or six days to visit the family, to visit the office, to visit the clients. But I I you know I rush back to New York to be home.
0: Yeah, I love hearing that because yeah. <laughs> I'm biased. I've <laughs> never been to California like I was telling you. Um, tell me about what your morning routine is like.
1: Okay, so I wake up every morning at six a.m. Okay. on on the dock. perfect time six a.m. <laughs> and um, I start my morning with meditation, journaling, and doing a bit of palisento so I yeah, you the queen
0: yes, obsessed, 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 obsessed I feel like you probably have like a closet just I do like right and
1: you, just... you come into our office <laughs> the poor girls I like literally do it all over the really office I love day. it though it's
0: <laughs> great for your soul it cleanse is. baby cleanse
1: <laughs> cleanse <laughs> and I've got my crystals and all of that so I, I start my morning and I do the palo santo and then I start to journal and then I spend about 10 to 15 minutes doing meditation and then I start my day I'll go down to to emails and, you know, go and do a morning Pilates and then come home, shower and head to the office.
0: And how do you find that to be beneficial? Like, I, cause I'm always trying to preach to people too about like, you need to meditate and like do that. And you know what I mean? Like all the benefits. But I feel like some people who are not spiritual or maybe they just like think it's all like talk. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how, first of all, how did you find meditation? What was it something that you've always been interested in? Did it kind of find you? Like tell me about that journey.
1: Yeah, um, so I wanna say it was maybe about three years ago I was going through something personally and I was I was checked out of my personal life. I was just zoned out. I would come into work and I would work, but that was it. Like I, I couldn't see past working mm-hmm. and I had lost a bit of myself. And I didn't know how to find it again. And I thought that it was just gone forever and that that piece of like happiness was just taken from me. And somebody said to me, why don't you start to meditate? And I said, oh, I have no patience to just sit and be with my thoughts. And she said, well, just try it slow. Do it for five minutes and see where it takes you. And why don't you start to journal and then start your meditation? And, you know, one day I said, okay, fine, let me try this. You know, I've nothing to lose. And I did it and I felt really great. And then I wanted to do it again the next day and the day after. And it just gives me a burst of energy that I notice when I don't when I skip a day, I'm off. And it I just I crave it. I wake up in the morning excited to do it and it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Nothing can affect me. The way that it used to, prior to meditation, things don't affect me as as um, deep as they used to. You know, I've learned that everything's gonna be fine. It's it's gonna work out. And what I just... you're
0: describing, not to interrupt you, sorry about that, but like that's literally what I found. I told you in mm-hmm. that wellness retreat, oh, thank you. like word for word, because I was so lost. I I I don't even know. I did a lot of like soul searching and. I think you hit on a really good point to journal first mm-hmm. because I have tried to meditate, you know, prior to that weekend. And I, obviously it's really, really hard to, to be totally, you know, have your mind calm with, for like 10, 15 minutes. You're going to have dots coming through your head and obviously I've learned to acknowledge them and then go back to your breath. But journaling is before meditation has helped me because I set my intention, like you said, mm-hmm. and now I have a focus. Whereas when I would go into it blindly, I would be like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's, like, such a great point.
1: Yeah, and then it also just, like, gives you a release. You know, whatever you're thinking about, Mm -hmm. you put it out on paper, and it kind of just makes it more simple. Because you're just reading it, and you're like, that's pretty simple. This is what I'm going through. Whereas in your mind, you can take it to different places. Mm -hmm. And on paper, it's just facts.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy, because your mind is a
1: powerful, powerful thing can take you up or it can destroy you it's
0: insane and like being able to kind of i won't even say control it because you can never control it but calm it is like one of the i don't know like one of the priorities i think
1: in my life it is it's so important
0: and it's something that you have to constantly work on because i feel the same way with you like i feel like i'm a all or nothing person so i'll meditate let's say like consistently and if i miss one day sometimes i find it really really hard to go back to it But then I feel like I need it because Mm -hmm. if I'm not, it's like a drug, but it's the best drug ever. (laughs) Like if you're going to do any drugs, do meditation. I agree. agree.
1: Take our word
0: for it. So let's transition a little to um, the more serious note of the podcast. And I always ask my guests, what keeps you up at night? And I think you're obviously really busy as a CEO, as a badass, you know, boss lady, Mm -hmm. but... I don't think we often take the time to sit down and just say, like, what's going on? How are you feeling? And, like, what's bugging you? You know? And, I mean, currently, right now, if you're living your best life, that's cool, too. But, like, what... Just, like, or some, like... I don't want to say insecurities, but any, like, thoughts that you're, like, wow, this is, you know, on my chest that I want to just talk about?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, right now, we're launching... We just launched 3D Connected. And so at the moment, what's keeping me kind of awake at night or, you know, where my worry and attention is, is, oh my God, I just spent a lot of money to put this new division of the company together. I just got these attorneys to put all the paperwork and all this stuff. And is it going to fail or is it going to be successful? And so, you know, the negative thoughts come into your mind and it's like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? And then then I have to remind myself, you know what? It, it is what it is. If it's going to be successful, it's going to be successful. And if it's not, it's not, I can't. I'm going to do the best that I can do each mm-hmm. day and hope for the best. And the rest is up to the universe.
0: Totally. And I think also, like, just change your mindset. Yes. Instead of saying, like, what if it doesn't work? What if this is going to be the best decision that I'm making for my company? And it's all about... Is it the law of attraction? Or it's like... Yeah, right? It's it like is. what you think about. Like, the more you focus on something, the the better it is. Granted, you're thinking about it in a positive way.
1: Yes. Right? Actually, I'll tell you a really funny story. Um, funny in that the girls in my office always think I'm, I'm a little crazy. Because I... You know, I... Bring, I'm bringing in, like, palisade to cleansing the office every day. And meditating and all this stuff. And so... Um, A few months ago when we were planning our Malibu Retreat, our Malibu Wellness Retreat, um, we didn't have a home at the time. And I woke up one morning and I said, I'm going to get a home today. I don't know how it's going to happen, I don't know who's going to bring it into into my universe, but I'm going to lock in a home today in Malibu, and it's going to be a beautiful home. And I focused on that and I meditated on that. I had nothing planned, nobody was interested in giving us a home, nothing was in the books. All of a sudden around noon that day, I get a phone call from a realtor and he says, hey, you called me a few months ago saying you're interested in finding a home for this retreat that you're doing, I think I found one for you. Like that same day? That same day and within 15 minutes I got on the phone with the homeowner and 30 minutes after that we had a home.
0: I know. Have you read The Secret? Yes. Okay. If you guys haven't read, like, have read the book, you need to get it because that's literally what happened with me. So I read the book. And it's a little, not cheesy, but, like, I, I when I was reading it at first, I felt like she was saying, like, be grateful for, like, literally every single thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's a little too much. You know, if I'm, like, walking, you have to be, like, grateful for, like, the streets. Be mm-hmm. grateful for, like, the beauty surrounding you. But obviously, I got the gist of it. And when I finished that book, and this was during, I think, like, January, and obviously, as you know, for, like, businesses, it's a slow month, like, after the holidays, so, like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting that many, like, campaigns and jobs, and I was like, you know what, I'm grateful to have that kind of, like, low season, but I'm ready to embark on new projects, and right when I finished that book and I put that intention out in the universe, that afternoon, I, my inbox was, like, filled with opportunities, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that just to say it, like, it's crazy. It is. So I truly, so truly powerful. believe that. But you have to practice it. And it's like not just like, okay, let me do it. And like, no. It's like you have to like truly, truly, truly believe in it. You do. And I think like that's how you attract the universe. It's so weird. People are gonna think oh, we're crazy, but
1: no, I it's swear by you. It's really, really true. Yeah. Your mind is so powerful. And if you can connect to it and really tap into what you want, you can create anything that you want. I mean, I woke up that morning I could have asked for anything, you know, but I asked for a home. I had nobody telling me that they wanted to give me a home. I mean, I was getting rejections from all these different realtors. No, no, no. This guy calls me up.
0: And he called you? Yes. And like months later.
1: And he said, I have a home for you. Do you have time to get on a ho- call with a homeowner? And I was like, oh, well, yes, I do. <laughs> and it happened. I mean, you know, I was telling the, my team, and they were like, this is crazy and i was like no you guys i i brought this to life
0: (laughs) no it's true it's manifestation it is wow okay so let's um piggyback off that and talk about the confessions, since obviously it's called the city confessions and i just wanted to obviously ask you what is your confession whether it's serious or not and this is a chance for you to just speak your truth And no judgment. And I don't want to make you say anything uncomfortable. or Anything that you're not comfortable with. It's a safe platform. And just... I I don't know. I just love this part of the podcast. Because I feel like this is when we can really, really connect. Not only with each other. But with whoever is listening. So here. I'm giving you the floor. To just speak about anything. There's no good... I mean there's no right or wrong answer obviously.
1: Okay. So... My confession is that I get very, very insecure every time I walk into doing an event. And I think it's going to fail and I doubt myself right as I enter the room.
0: Where do you think that stems from?
1: I think that it comes from Maybe in my childhood, maybe at school. Um, you know, I was in special ed growing up, so I wasn't the smart kid, I was the dumb kid. And, um, you know, I had teachers telling me I'm never going to make it to anything and, and all of that. And I think that kind of... I always wanted to prove that I could do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think I got my drive from that. But I also get this crazy fear that i'm not going to that the whatever i've put all my effort to is not going to be successful and it's right at the like i've done everything every step at the final moment when it's actually going to happen is when i get this huge fear and i like i have to take a step back and not even enter the room and collect myself and get it together and and then be able to walk in and I'm not present at the events. I'm not present at what I've accomplished. I'm not present when I'm at, you know, the Grammy Awards. I'm there and I've produced this beautiful room and I've put it together and I'm bringing in all these celebrities or I'm doing these wonderful events, but I'm, I'm just doing it as, like, a robot. I'm not, like, enjoying the moment. I'm really, like, fighting internally with with the voices in my mind.
0: Well the event that I went to for the Hamptons, did you find yourself exactly how you just described? Or is do you think more for like I don't want to say professional events, but more for the events that are a little I don't want to say corporate feel, but do you know what I mean? No, because no, no, the yeah, wellness because we was do. more relaxed. Yeah. Or do you think I mean, that's literally you all the time?
1: It's it's me all the time. I mean, you know, once I'm in it, I'm in it and I like loosen up but if it's a short event it's like an hour event or two hour event I'm always like oh my god are they happy are they enjoying themselves is everything working out like I'm I I doubt everything I think I did this wrong oh the flowers don't look right this isn't right are they not talking enough with each other like why isn't my client looking happy you know and i down every aspect of it and I can't enjoy the moment mm-hmm. and that's something that I really struggle with. But I, I, I just put a smile on and so you as the attendee I would never you know. Never know mm-hmm. But I am be like I'm belittling the event. I'm constantly like that does not look good. No, that's not right. No, this is wrong. The floor's you know off this you know ripping up the event the whole time that I've worked so hard for and I don't enjoy it.
0: Well, then after the event, and when you get these great feedback, do you ever find that that helps? So I and you're like, I don't, I don't no?
1: value all that effort okay. that I put in. I, it's so strange. It's like an outer body experience. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I know my team did a great job, but I'm part of that, you know, obviously. But I don't accept the praise. I can't handle that part of it. It's, I don't accept it well. Mm-hmm. It's really strange. I don't think I've done a good enough job for it. I think I could have done better.
0: Do you think it's like being a perfectionist or something? Because you know, it's like they have that saying about like a painter. Like whenever you paint something, like they're never going to be satisfied because even though it's a masterpiece, they're always like, "Well, this, you know, I can add a little more here," or like it's never finished.
1: Yeah, I think the first time in my life that I've ever walked away from anything that I've done where I was like wow i really did a great job and really was present and really appreciated what i was doing and how it was coming together was at this last retreat in malibu i've never been more proud of myself and my team than i was at this event and i don't know what what it was but up for the 35 years of my life i have never once appreciated anything that i've done i've never once been like wow. Like take a step back and look at what you just created. Nothing has been good enough. I'm always like, I find fault in that. I don't really like the way I did this. and I I rip it all apart, and I'm never really enjoying it. But this event, for some reason, I was just in awe the whole time. I was like, wow, I really did this. Wow, we really put this together.
0: Did that event take more planning, or was it pretty much in par
1: with... I don't know what it was about this. I also think I've been working on it internally to, Mm -hmm. like, recognize all that I've accomplished and be proud of myself and allow for myself to be in that moment of appreciating all my hard work. But I've been working on that for a while. I I don't know. Maybe it's finally starting to kick in. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: But we were also (laughs) talking about the fact that it was, like, because it was basically part two essentially of yes. the Hamptons yes it was so technically it, it was like the second time going around yeah so but like think, I do the Grammys and I've been doing the Grammys yeah, for actually, 14 years mm-hmm. and
1: so you know every year I I, I look at my uh, like events like that mm-hmm. and I think to myself well you know I did good but I should have gotten x y and z and well like I, I don't praise myself and well then
0: how do you measure success especially since you are a business and you throw events like do do you like after an event do you you and your team have a sit down yes we do a recap okay and it's
1: more like logistics how much press did we get how many attendees did we have Uh, is the client happy did we make money from it like it's more like logistics Mm -hmm. and like numbers and stats
0: and what do you need to check all that to make you happy
1: yes and then I don't even really appreciate it in that moment either. I'm yeah. just like, oh, okay, that's cool that I did it. Now on to the next event. I don't even take a moment to like appreciate all the hard work that was put into doing it. And it's sad because we, I, we do amazing stuff, and to not appreciate it and to not be in the moment of it as like the owner of a company is. It, I don't know. I just. I wish that I had the ability to do that more and I got to really do that and experience it and really be proud of myself for the first time just on this event. Mm-hmm.
0: Well I will say the the good thing is that you at least realize it. I think some people might just like live their life even as a business owner and again like relate to what you said, you know, not take praise, move on from one event to another, but at least you're you have self-awareness and you're like, you know what? I do need to improve on that because we all have areas where we can improve yeah. on, you know? and
1: it's like, to me, I don't know why I'm so hard on myself on mm-hmm. these things, but it's, I don't know. I, I've, I'm very appreciative of my team and I'm proud of them when, when we do events, but I'm not proud of myself. I don't give acknowledgement or praise to myself like, hey, like, you sp- didn't sleep for... 72 hours, and you put together this incredible... Like, I don't look at it that way. I just say, well, like, we did this event, and the girls did a great job, and, you know, we did a great job, but that's it. I don't take a moment to say, Dina, you did a great job.
0: Okay, well, let's, like, do a (laughs) negative activity. What if you had, like, a friend or a daughter or somebody who literally just... You know, word for word, said what you said about them, like, you know, they're launching a company, they're doing amazing things, but they fail to see and take a
1: moment to, like, celebrate themselves. Like, what, what would be your advice to them? Oh my God, I would tell them you're crazy and to appreciate mm-hmm. what you've accomplished and to really sit with it and, and mm-hmm. you know, take pride in it. But I have had, for me, that has been a very big struggle. But
0: I think maybe, like, because you're so in tune and so with your body and, you know, the universe and all that, like, you obviously have the power to take basically what you feel like you lack and, you know. Change
1: it. Yeah. And I think maybe that is why at this last event I have really was, like, over the top proud of mm-hmm. myself. I mean, I was just walking around I was like, I did this. <laughs> I did this. Yeah. Look at my coconuts. They have my logo on it. I'm so proud. Like, I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this was the first time. And I and I was really in it. Mm-hmm. But I have never been like that for anything else in my life. I mean, I, my company is almost eight years old. And I've never been like, mm-hmm. look at me. I own this company. And right. I'm so proud of myself. Like, I don't ever take yeah. credit for anything.
0: I mean from what i'm hearing though it obviously is coming from like a good place like a good humble place like you're not being overly like yeah i've done that i did yeah, that. yeah, yeah. but on the other side like, yeah a little you, bit of, for sure that's yeah, what i'm saying like yeah. you should still be able to appreciate what you've done and i want to take a moment now <laughs> to acknowledge you um for being who you are and like for being yeah. such a spirit animal and like i'm telling you like you always have such great energy and i had no idea and everything that you were going through just internally but like you should obviously be proud of the company and i have told you this off this podcast but from a lot of the agencies that i've worked with like you guys are one of the the best oh thank like, you. you guys treat all your attendees and influencers with I don't even think you guys are a company. I think you guys are my friends. You know, like I can like DM you and be like, hey. Yes. Same thing with like Nicole. Like yes. I want to grab coffee with her and like Jacqueline's a sweetheart. And I feel like again you cultivated this family and that's something totally to be proud of. And like, it wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. Like you are the glue of the company. So like, celebrate that you know and like, I don't know. It's. Yeah, I just wanted to take a moment oh, to tell thank you that, you. and I it's... really hope you, you know. Use that, and I don't know, like say a mantra to yourself or something to kind of
1: just really own it. Yeah, I know I agree with you, and it's like I I know on paper I've done so much, but I never um, take it for myself and say, "Wow, like you did this. This Mm -hmm. is amazing. Be proud of yourself." It's, but I'm I'm really working on trying to get better at
0: that I think after every single event you should like say those words like wow I did this and I'm proud of myself and I think once you keep saying that literally make it into like a routine after every single event and I know you have like two or three this week (laughs) do it and then like then you'll probably just come naturally
1: yeah I know that's literally. your homework, that is, I'm going to be doing it. We got to do another I know, we really did. We're <laughs> Like oh, Did you do it or not? That's
0: so funny. No, but thanks for sharing because I literally had no idea. Like, I always looked at you and I'm like, she has her together, like, all the
1: time. Yeah, I mean, I, I try, but I always nitpick and rip apart.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, like, also why I wanted to do this podcast because you just never know what people are going through. You know, whether it's an internal battle or, like, insecurities or anything. Like, you can, you just can't judge. And, yeah, so I want to take time out of my day to also just talk. Because I had no idea, you know. But I hope you, like, kind of feel better. Yes, and, I do, yeah. actually. I feel, like,
1: a little bit more free. And really, yeah. I never really talk about that. Yeah.
0: anybody. Well, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. And I think, I always say that there is beauty in vulnerability. And I think a lot of people can probably feel it. You know, and kind of tap into whatever is holding them back and kind of just... At the end of the day, I think you just really need somebody to talk. So not you personally, but I'm saying people. Yes, you do. Like, we just need to talk about it. And I think when you bottle things up, like, that's the worst. I've been there. I've done that. And there's no benefits.
1: No, I agree with you 100%. I mean, listen, I think the fact that we recognize that it's important to take care of ourselves mentally, physically, and emotionally, like... You have to do that every single day. It's it's homework every single day to, to take care of yourself. Because if you're not good in one of those aspects, it correlates for the rest of, you know, everything else that you do in your life. You know, when it comes to your business, when it comes to your family, when it comes to your friends, all of it gets affected by when something's off with you, you know? And I always view this part of me as like, well, I don't need to like praise myself. Like that's just like silly but I'm good at everything else in my life and so I'm gonna start even more so focusing on acknowledging my good work
0: actually that's also a good segue to my next question which is what is the one thing you love most about yourself
1: The the one thing that I love most about myself is I think I'm very open I think I I'm very welcoming and and I can connect with people. I feel blessed that I have the ability to do that. I can connect with someone who is a high like corporate person to, you know, someone who is like, you know, a housewife or a retired person or whatever it is. I have the ability to connect with people. And I think It helps with what I do for a living as a publicist. I think it helps in in all aspects of my life. And I recently was away with somebody, with a group of people, and someone turned to me and said, you're very pleasing. You're very accommodating, you're very pleasing. Mm -hmm. And they said, it's probably because of what you do for a living. It goes hand in hand, and I said, yeah, it actually does go hand in hand. It helps me with everything. Yeah. Yeah
0: and one more question bringing it back to new york if you could thank new york city for one thing what would it be
1: one thing to thank new york city for is my confidence in myself and the ability to that i know i can do anything i want i mean this city is so hard and the struggles with just going to the grocery store you know what I mean and you <laughs> yeah. have to carry like you have to be strategic about what you it and yeah with. It, it makes you a stronger person and it, it you build confidence in yourself yeah for
0: sure and then um what are you currently up to I know you mentioned obviously you have some events going on and you just launched is it 3d, 3D connect? connected yeah connected okay
1: 3d connected and we have Two, two more events this week that we have going on. Amazing. And then we are doing our next wellness retreat in the Hamptons in August, which okay. we'll be saving the day with soon. And oh, we are doing it in the Cotswolds in England in October.
0: Oh my God, look at you guys.
1: Yep, so we're very excited and I'm going to be appreciating everything that I do. <laughs> yes, that's what I love to hear. So you'll have to come to these events. I, I, I know, I know. Can you give me, like,
0: advance notice? Yes.
1: <laughs> so I can, like, she block wasn't it able out. to come to our Malibu retreat. But now you have to come yes. to him. I'm going to bug
0: him like um. give me the dates. Yes.
1: they <laughs> are like, actually August like, 16th through the 18th. Oh, done. I'm going to put my calendar right yes, now. Yes, you need to.
0: <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much thank for coming you. on. I this really so appreciate fun. it. I know, I loved it. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And I'll leave all of Dina's information in the description. Uh, make sure you follow 3DPR and yes. and um, 3D connected and 3D connected, <laughs> and we got to talk about that as well offline. <laughs> um, and stay tuned for the next episode. All right, bye. Bye.